Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Facebookers. Good morning, YouTubers. Good morning, River Ridge family. Um, my name is Jay. I am not thin in many areas, um, as Matt was sharing us, with us this morning. Um, we're so glad that you're here. We're glad um, for all of you who are joining us online. And I'm just that we jump into this. Acts is moving very fast. That's where I'm going. Just like the 80s philosopher Ferris Bueller, um, what he said about life, Acts is moving pretty fast. And just an aside, do you guys remember when he said this? On his day off, right? Right. Yeah, okay. Said this axe moves, at least for me, at a, at a place that it's tough to keep up. And the core message that Jesus shares with his apostles is you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be his living witnesses. And he shares this, and, and consider the motion of this. You will, um, it'll be here in Jerusalem, moving out further into Judea further into Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we're seeing this in motion because it has reached us all the way from, from there to Charleston, West Virginia. We see this movement and, and this focus on the apostles. Um, as we focus on the apostles, it goes from, it just keeps moving. They look up at the sky. They look at the resurrected Savior and then afterwards, they can't catch their breath. There's the 120 meeting in the upper room. There's the d disciples. And what I appreciate about Dr. Luke is his mentioning um, and dignifying of women because he mentions Mary and the other women that are with them. There's the choosing of Matthias to replace Judas. There's the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, this mighty rushing wind and this descending and this power and these, seeing these tongues of fire. And what's with all the languages? And everyone's drunk. No, they're not. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. And Peter preaches. And he preaches on this Holy Spirit. He preaches on Jesus, his Savior, on the cross and the resurrection. And people are cut to the very heart. There's conviction there's repentance. 3,000 people come to know Jesus that day. And there's the church, which um, Matt shared with us last week, a church that is devoted and gathering and loving, attending to the needs of one another. And it gives us an awesome glimpse of what we want to see today. And often, thankfully, we do. The kingdom of God is growing and advancing, and lives are being changed and redeemed by Jesus, and we want to get on board with that. We want in, and we want to see that happen in our neighborhood, in our community, in our city, in our county, and so on and so forth, so it reaches to the ends of the earth. So I did something in Matt Santon fashion. Okay, this is something that just, I've just an observation 
over this past year of, of something that he did, and I, I tried it. it was, I, I liked how it went, but I was asking, um, you might have heard this thing called Facebook, um, and just uh, asking others, my, my Ridge group, I was just asking, what is a memorable combination for you? What is a, what is a good combination? And, and think of it in terms of food. Think of it in terms of music. Think of it in terms of, of, of whatever. And so these are some of the, the things that um, folks came up with. I appreciate J.D. Gandy, Ray and Deborah Barone is a great combination. I've, I had to look that up. Everyone loves Raymond, right? Um, Andy and Barney. And I'm not going to share all of these. I kind of want to. Stockton to Malone, a, a friend of mine shared. This is one I appreciate. Blazing, blazing Doritos and cottage cheese with Dr. Pepper while watching Law and Order, SVU, or Criminal Minds. There you go. Um, my sister uh, were, were MCU Marvel geeks, and she said, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Someone shared champagne and potato chips. Okay. It gets better. French fries and teriyaki mayo. Okay. I'm a particular fan. Scoop, excuse me. Oh, gosh. Scoop Fritos and bean dip is something that I enjoy. Uh, Chips and guac, chips and salsa and cheese. Um, Music. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Kelly shared... uh, Adam Lambert and Queen, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, and so many people. Peanut butter and chocolate. If you give me peanut butter, I'll die. So that's um, just not something I want. Tom, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, good combination. And I'll end with this, and I might destroy it because I wish I had my guitar or something like that, but uh, you can join along with me but I'm I'm gonna hurt this song. You know I like my chicken fried. Coca-Cola on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio. There you go, thank you. So those are are some um, useless combinations. Uh, But in the context of what we look at today in Acts chapter three, I love how Acts has been set up by our pastors at River Ridge. And, and, and where, where we are now in this time in April has, in a way, been set up through what we've covered through the year. Because think of our time in Jonah. And we discover this love of God has for people, this grace that God has for people. And then consider the Holy Spirit and of his power, and even that we sang today, that that the power of God's spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and me. And if we believe upon Jesus and trust in him, that's the combination that we have resting in us. That's the combination that we have living inside of us. And and if you consider that, and if you... um, Think upon that, how amazing that we have that privilege to have his spirit and to live 
as dispensers and, and receivers of his grace. And we're going to look at Acts chapter 3. I'm going to read it in its entirety and then and break it up a little bit. But um, pray with me, if you would. God, thank you um, for what you've given us in the Holy Spirit. And thank you um, for showing us your love and your grace. And Lord, help us live there and help us receive that love and help us give it away. And Lord, as we look uh, upon this lame man that, that you healed, um, God, uh, lead us to be a church, a healing church, a place um, where people become whole and healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 3 begins, verse 1, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate at the, of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he's fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. So if you want to follow along, if you're following on, along online or, um, you know, at River Ridge we have this app, and so we have this outline for you, and, and follow along there. And I just, I look at that outline, and I know it doesn't provide these definitive answers, but it, 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 it serves as a beginning for us, so check that out. And I've got four points to share, and I have sort of this mental subheading that belongs above um, one of those points and another that belongs over three of those. Why is he saying this? I don't know. But, I, but this, is, this is where we begin. And the, the, the mental heading that I have of this is, is just, there's, it's like, well, thanks for saying that, Captain Obvious. Um, but that leads us to our first point, to our first heading, our first point, which says, realize to be a healing church, we realize where there is healing, there is hurt. It's such a blessing for us to be together. It's, it's such a blessing for, for the, the months 
um, that we haven't meet, met. And um, to, to be able to, to spend these last weeks and, and, and see River Ridge Church the way um, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air for me and hopefully for you. And I know how some of you express how, how good it is, how, it's, how good it's been to your heart and to your soul to, to worship together and to sing and to hear God's word, to see one another. And I know we're putting up with these masks and it's irritating, but thank you for doing that and thank you for making this environment safer um, for those who come here. But being together is, is so good. And as we consider last year, I, I, I remember in our staff meeting of, a few weeks ago, um, Betsy shared, you know, there's this reality that we, we need to acknowledge and lament what we've lost uh, because we're still, in the, we're still in this place of, of, we're still in an unknown place. And things are still difficult, and we're still asking these questions, and we still don't know when things will get back to normal, if they ever will. And there's hurt. And we've seen it, and we've experienced it, and we've seen loss in people's lives. We've seen it in our family, in our friends, in ourselves, and it, and it comes in, in all these forms. And you may rest there, of the, this, these places of isolation and anger and anxiety, possibly addiction and, and depression and, and frustrations continue and abound. There's a, a I believe he's a pastor that, that Matt and I sometimes follow. His name is Kerry Newoff, and he shared, um, shared this on Twitter We've never been better connected than we are today, and we've never felt more alone. And my response to that is, I don't believe that God wants to keep us there or to, to leave us there. And so he's commissioning his church and giving us tools to accomplish the mission and as I said, as that, that combination, he's empowering us by the Holy Spirit, strengthening, strengthening us by his grace, and he's calling us to go into those areas of hurt and be a place and be a body and be a family or a friend of healing. So we're, we look at our friend at the, at the beautiful gate in Acts 3, and we're told he was born unable to walk. How old is he? We don't know. His 20s, his 30s, his 40s, and every day he's taken to this specific and strategic place so that he can live and get by. And that's this pattern of monotony that he has lived for for so long, and on this particular day, his life and everything is going to change. After decades of, of, of suffering and hardship, we're thankful that this healing, that it was immediate, that it was so sudden, but that's, that's not the everyday reality for others and for you. But we want, as a church, 
as, as Acts even directs us to, to be this church that, that is a place to offer healing. Psalms 34, um, you may know some of these passages. Psalms 34 shares, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And God's nearness can be expressed and, and, and demonstrated and shown and lived out in God's people. And it moves on, we move on um, into 2 Corinthians, where Paul is sharing these words of comfort. Blessed be the God and Father, you, it's not on the screen, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. What a neat way and, 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 and long-winded way of Paul to say, God comforts us, and we comfort others with the comfort we receive from God. We receive it, we give it out, and we receive it again. I know that, that Stacy, her Bible study, and my wife, Amanda, is in that, um, and they're looking at the Beatitudes, and I love Jesus' words because it shares that God has a place for the hurting, those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are meek. We know that they will be blessed. I, I wrestled with this outline. I, I, I realize I can, I can easily flip the words, right? Where, where there is hurt, there is healing. But I, I started with this, where there is healing, there is hurt, um, because the road of our healing is acknowledging that pain. The road to our redemption and salvation is recognizing our sin and our need for a Savior and our need to be forgiven. So that's where we begin And the response to that is, thank you, Captain Obvious, because, um, but we move to this new sort of subheading that you don't see, but I, I'm taking much of what, taking it um, from some messages Matt has given before. These three fall under the heading of, see a need, do a deed. We've heard that, right? See heads, heads moving, see a need, do a deed. And Acts 3, 4, Aaron's going to put it up for us. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. So to be a church of healing, we, number two, look with eyes to see. The, the, word, the verb, the, the Greek verb is attenzio to fix one's eyes upon, to, to look steadily, gaze intently. And I don't know if we get our word from attention, but I hope so. <laughs> uh, we want to give attention to those who are hurting around us, inside and outside our church. And we look with prayerful eyes. We look with spirit-guided, spirit-sensitive eyes. 
We pay attention to the needs around the church and the needs around our community. And we, we see this where the, the lame man's needs were, were obvious, but it's not easily discovered. That's not easily discovered with our brother or our sister or our neighbor. Or our neighbor. And you may be in my camp, but my senses are dull. I have blind spots, and there's a lot I miss. Just ask my wife, right? It, it, may, it may not be expressed in that way, but, to, but it's to this effect. You hear me, but you're not listening. You look, but you don't really see. And we operate the same way in life where we lack the focus to gaze and choose glossing over others over gazing and looking intently into the lives of others. By looking, they were able to respond to a need. Our friend, the man who was, who was begging, he, was, he thought he was getting money, but he was getting something much greater. And what happens next is so great as Peter acted and we followed this example. In number three, so we see a need and do a deed. We act and respond in the name of Jesus. I'm sharing a, a cluster of verses from Acts chapter 3, but I, I love how Peter is saying, hey, look, this is what we have to give to you. We, it, it's not us, right? It's it's. It's, it's something so beyond us. And he shares in, in, in verse 6, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I have nothing to offer but Jesus, and, and this is everything. Everything they do, everything they are points to Jesus in verse 12, and when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? It's not us. Look at us. We're nobody. But this guy, Jesus, Peter further explains, verse 16, in his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. My buddy, Dave Bishop, didn't tell him that he was in my message today, um, when he worked for the, I think it's the prosecuting attorney's office. Right, Dave? All right, I loved how he described his role. I'm a crime fighter. And in 2 Corinthians, I like how Paul describes the church, how he's describing the church at Corinth, but it's a, it's a description that, that extends beyond that. He calls us ministers of reconciliation. He calls us ambassadors for Christ. And Matt has also often shared we are able in the name of Jesus to give our time, our talent, our treasure, our prayer, and yes, our words to share the gospel and to share Jesus' love for them. 
And we are God's people, agents of reconciliation, ambassadors offering healing and wholeness who have the grace of God and are empowered by the Spirit of God. Lastly, in our outline, pretty simple. And Dr. Luke shares, we are to offer a hand to pick up, an arm to cling to, a shoulder to cry on. And you see this in his writing of, of the way Luke paints the, the landscape and, and, and shares the scene. And, and just there's just these simple cues that, yes, that even we can pick up on. And these guys, James, I'm sorry, Peter and John, respond right in the moment in verses 7 and 11. And I don't believe it's on your screen, but, and he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And while he, in verse 11, what did he do? He clung to Peter and John. And all the, utter, all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. They saw a need. They helped him up. We sang it last week, right? And in Solomon's portico, a colonnade. What is that? I'm not sure. It's a porch. It's outside. There's columns. Um, Our healed brother needed someone to lean on. And that's the joy and privilege we get to enter into, to be that support, to hold others up, to cry with them, and in this guy's life, to celebrate and worship with them. I'm reading it again, and leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Isn't that the guy, right? Isn't that the guy who's he's basically sitting and begging for all the time that we've seen him? And now this is what he's doing. The people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple. They saw him healed and whole. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. There's more, there's more cues. There's more clues. Um, the passage gives us as, as reminders of healing. We see in Peter and John, um, you know, as they were heading to pray and fellowship with others, and, and, and they were stopped by this guy. What we learn is they're willing to be present. They were available. It was okay for their schedules to be interrupted. Are we willing to do the same? And more than a yes, I hope our response collectively is absolutely. And what a blessing it is to, to, to see that um, in our church. You know... Miracles. Um, in this m- brief section of Act, of Acts, the miracle itself was awesome, but the healing truly led to something greater. Here it opened the doors for Peter to, pr- to preach. And the r- result we see, Aaron's going to draw it up from Acts chapter 4. This is what happened. But many of those who had heard the word believed. 
all of what happened with, with, with the lame man is setting this up to where Peter is able to preach and share um, this gospel of good news about Jesus. And the number of the men, and they don't even mention women and children, came to about 5,000. Jürgen Moltmann. That's a German name, I'm thinking. And uh, Philip Yancey um, writes about Jürgen Moltmann. He says, Jesus' healings are not supernatural miracles in a natural world. They are the only natural things in a world that is unnatural, that's demonized, that's, that's wounded. This world that we live in with, with sin and destruction and rebellion and, and evil isn't natural. That natural world is a world one day that we'll get to see. And there will be a day of God's restoration, of God's recreation. And that is our true home. And he's allowing us to, to come along and, and share in that home. And I didn't finish the quote from our 80s philosopher, Ferris, right? It's a, he says, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. We are a people, we are a family, and we are a church who have the, the love and grace of God and God's spirit living inside us. Let's not miss it and miss out for those opportunities to love someone in Jesus' name and extend a hand, an ear, a voice, to, to write a personal note, to extend a phone call or text, to be a friend, to provide this opportunity for wholeness and wellness and healing in Jesus' name.